Welcome to the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. This is episode number seven. I'm your host, Rara Massey. So stoked that you are here listening today. Thanks for joining me. So today, we were supposed to be doing part two of our three-part series on learning from the masters. But in light of recent global events, I thought it was important to break into our three-part series. We will return to that soon because it's important information. But for today, I wanted something more hands-on than that series was offering. Something that can provide you with things to do in and around your home because, as we know, lots of people are or will need to be at home for extended periods of time. But that doesn't mean you can't still improve your photography as there are lots of interesting and awesome photography-related things you can do right in your own home. So that's what we're going to talk about today. It's 10 ways to improve your photography from home. Let's get going. Tip number one, practice your lighting through self-portraits. So you can set up a full-on photo shoot to practice your lighting and you don't need any subject except yourself. You also don't need speed lights or studio lights or anything like that. You can use natural light coming in through a window, flashlights, even candles. Just make sure not to set anything on fire. The purpose here is to give you an idea of how to pose yourself, place light on yourself, see how light interacts on your face, and it really gives you a chance to play and explore in a setting that it doesn't really matter if you get it wrong or if it doesn't look good or anything like that. This is your chance to really learn and understand lighting and even posing to some degree, especially if you have somebody around you who is willing to sit and pose with you. You really don't even have to buy anything. Like I said before, if you have flashlights, a window, that can function as your lighting. For reflectors, you can use white foam core or tinfoil attached to cardboard or white fabric or a white sheet. Anything that is big and white, you can use as a reflector. Same thing, anything that's big and dark, you can use as a flag to knock out some light from hitting people. You can even DIY a tripod together. Um, There's lots of tutorials online for how to do that. Or you just set it up on a table, set it up on a stool. Be creative. That's kind of the purpose behind this photo shoot. Be really creative. And this is a great way to practice various types of lighting and to really nail down what they look like and figure out what you really like in your lighting. So throughout this episode, there also might be terms that you don't understand like flag and reflector. I'll throw up some descriptors into the show notes that will give you an idea of what each one of these things are as I talk about them. So you can go there to check that out and if that's going to be helpful for you. All right. Tip number two. Pick an object and create a hundred different images of it. That's right. One, zero, zero, one hundred different images of it. That sounds pretty easy. Until you actually start doing it and then it becomes a bit of a nightmare. I've seen this done with an egg before where the person had to find a hundred very different photos of the egg in their house. And this couldn't just be different sides of the egg, but all sorts of different positions, different placements. It is really meant to stretch your creative boundaries. You know, unfortunately, I can't remember who did that photo series. Um, And if I could find it, I would definitely credit them. So thank you to whoever did this photo series about the egg. I apologize for not knowing who did that. What they ended up doing was taking a bunch of different portraits of the egg, putting it in their kitchen, doing some lay flats, stuff like that. And when they got to about 40 images, they started really running out of things to do. So they cracked the egg and they took photos of that. And then they had the egg spill out into a pan. They took photos of that and it went all the way down to them creating an omelet with the cracked eggshell lying beside it really really creative photo series and it was all done because they were in their house and looking for something to do and there you go so they did a hundred different images of an egg 
That being said, yours does not have to be an egg. Yours can be whatever object you want in the house. I'm thinking about doing that this week with a Lego Batman figurine that I have sitting out in front of the TV here. Just pick an object that is going to stretch your creative boundaries. On to tip number three. You can DIY your own light modifiers and other photo modifiers. So as we talked about in tip number one, you can make your own reflectors out of foam core and have tinfoil attached to cardboard. You can use flashlights and candles as lighting sources. You can DIY a lot of photography products. So give it a shot at home. Um, Some of my favorites are lighting modifiers. So you can create your own snoots and your own barn doors and your own grid systems. And a lot of the time you can do that just by digging through your recycling or digging around in your craft bins or in your cupboards in your kitchen using colanders and things like that. Get creative, look around, see what items you can use that you think would create a really cool light modifier and then give them a shot. You got nothing to lose by trying that. Again, you can check out the show notes to see what grids are and snoots and barn doors if you don't know what those products are yet. All right, on to tip number four. This one isn't as exciting as the others, but it's super helpful. Read your camera manual and get to know your camera inside and out. Like I said, not as much fun or sexy as the other ones there, but it's still really a good idea to read through your camera manual, really understand what all the functions are, how you can change things. And if you don't already, get to know your camera without even looking at it. Know where your ISO is, know where your shutter speed changes, know how you change your f-stops and be able to do that without having to even think. You can just do it automatically on your camera. All right, we are moving on to tip number five. Pick a room in your house and find some unusual angles in it. Really what I'm asking you to do is do a photo shoot of a room in your house and make it look different in each one of the photos. Try and find unique and unusual angles. Try and make it look like you're going to sell the place to somebody. Make yourself become a real estate photographer for a little while. Imagine you're a documentary photographer for a little while. Just really look all over a room in your house for as many different angles, little details, things like that that you can show off and treat that room as though you were doing a photo shoot with it, as though it was a real life person in front of you and you were trying to capture every best angle that you could or every unique angle that you could in it. Tip number six, create a photo story of a day in your life. Not an exciting day, not a day where you're trancing out to the mountains or doing anything like that, unless that's your standard day and that's what you do. Not a day where you're purposely doing something really, really exciting. Document your every day. This is such a great way to, again, push your creative boundaries. It will force you to see what you see as mundane and routine in a totally unique and different light. And you can do this in a number of different ways. You could choose to do some self-portraits throughout the course of the day of you working out, sitting on the couch, answering email, doing anything like that, washing dishes for that matter, playing with your kids and set up a camera off to the side and just have it take photos as you go about the course of your day. Or you could do some first person view photos for other people to see what you're seeing throughout the course of the day. This kind of does two really great things. Again, it pushes your creative boundaries. It really forces you to think about things differently, but it also gets you to start thinking about documenting the whole adventure. So back in episode one during storytelling, we talked about how important it is for you to not just document the end, to not get fixated on that beautiful final photo but to document the whole entire story, to document the whole entire adventure as you're on it. 
Um, and that includes the difficult moments and the hard moments and the things that you might see as mundane. Because those are some of the most real images and those are what people really tend to connect with. So creating a photo story about your day is actually going to give you the opportunity to really start thinking about your life as a story that you're telling to other people, a story that you're living and you're a part of. Tip number seven, create some forced perspective photos. We've all seen examples of forced perspective photos, particularly in travel photography. So people making it look like they're holding up the Leaning Tower of Pisa or make it look like they're picking up the Eiffel Tower, things like that, just for two French examples, apparently. Around your house, you can work to make big objects look really, really small. You can make little objects look really, really big. You can make yourself look giant in a room, kind of like the way that they did in Lord of the Rings to make Gandalf significantly bigger than the hobbits. One of my favorites that my wife actually created was of what looks like a giant gazebo in their backyard. But really, it was just a little tiny, like two foot wide gazebo that her dad had made out of wood and everything. But because of the forced perspective she put herself into and the way that she created the world around it, she actually made this gazebo look like it was huge in their backyard. And I honestly thought her dad had built them a gazebo over the course of like two days. He hadn't. Well, he had. He'd built a little tiny gazebo. But... (laughs) Yeah, she created this amazing image that forced me to see this gazebo as huge when it really, really wasn't. And you can definitely do that with any number of images in your house. On to tip number eight, create some lay flats of your gear or your common travel items. So we've all likely seen flat lays or lay flats, depending on who you're talking to with it. It's where somebody places all their gear out on a floor that they're going to put into a backpack or into a bag or that they're taking with them traveling um, and wants to show what's going in there. And it's a great way to document your adventures and to add an extra aspect into them. You can also do flat lays of like your laptop with a coffee cup, things like that. If you're getting into the business side, you can do it with your climbing gear. You can do it with your hiking gear, anything, anything you can think of that ties together that might be helpful to show off to people about what's going in your bag or what you're using stuff like that you can create lay flats of it and this is a great time to do that because you can stock up on making those images so that they are ready to go for your insta feed or facebook or just to show to people when you want to do it now it's a great fantastic way to practice some skills of composition and layout as well because you need to get all the items into exactly the right spots to make it look good but it's also just kind of fun to do plus you get to play with your gear see what's working clean it maybe do all that kind of good stuff All right, on to tip number nine, do some composite photography. So I know a lot of people who are listening to this likely won't do a lot of composite photography in their life. Uh, This is where you blend elements from different photos together to create a piece of digital art, composite photography, whatever you want to call it. But you can do some really cool stuff this way, and it's a great creative outlet, especially when you're at home, because it forces you to compose a scene in your head and then be able to put the pieces together to create it rather than having the scene appear in front of you you need to make that scene happen yourself there are any number of great ways you can do this including looking at your favorite movie poster or a scene from a movie something like that and recreating that scene you can set up just a fun fantastical scene that you would never see normally like Take a picture of your kid bouncing on their bed and then put the solar system in above them and they're reaching for the stars. All sorts of fun things. Let your creativity go wild. That's really the fun of 
composite photography is it's it's about your creativity it's about your chance to make something purely from your imagination so what you're going to want to do is be able to do something that you can shoot individual photos of within your house so this could be yourself this could be your dog this could be whoever once you have your subject you're going to want to shoot them in such a way that you'll be able to easily remove them from that image to be able to place them into another one the best way I found to do this is to pick a white wall, hang a sheet up, do something like that, create a really clean background, wear really distinctive clothing. So don't wear a white shirt on a white wall to do this. Wear some dark clothing. If you're going to use a white wall, if you're going to use a black wall, use some brighter clothing. So it's really easy to pull yourself out in Photoshop or an object out in Photoshop to be able to place it into another image. So to get going doing this, you got a couple of different options. Brainstorm what you want that scene to look like, how you want it to function draw it out or go and find a reference photo online that you want to use and then build your own pieces out of that but set that idea out in your mind before you start just taking random photographs because you need to have an idea of what you're doing with them what positions people need to be in all that kind of stuff and then go and create it one of the great ways you could do this is actually to combine this tip with tip number six to create a photo story of a day in your life and you could create yourself in various positions in one room doing what you would normally be doing in there. So that sounds really odd. I know if you don't have the visual in front of you, but picture this. It's your living room. There's a couch, chair, probably a TV in there, space with some books, stuff like that. And you can take a picture of yourself curled up on the couch reading a book. You can take a picture of yourself sitting there playing video games. You can take another picture of you watering plants. You can take another picture of you just walking through the room. You could take a picture of yourself laying on the floor, playing with the cat, all sorts of different things, whatever you would normally do in that space, take individual images of each one of those without moving the camera. So set the camera up on a tripod and then shoot back into the room and set yourself in different places in the room, come back, upload the images, and then bring yourself back together into one image in Photoshop. So there's multiples of you in that room at the same time. It's really fun. It's kind of enjoyable. I've done one where I had a snowball fight with myself. That was a hard one to shoot, but it was really entertaining. Um, so I had ones with me getting hit in the face with snow that I've thrown, stuff like that. Get creative with it. Have fun with it. It's a great way to pass some time and also learn a lot about posing and a lot about pre-visualization, which we have talked a lot about and how important it is to have an understanding of what your photo is going to look like before you take it. All right, on to tip number 10. Read some amazing photo books. There are so many spectacular photo books that have been released throughout the last 100 years, 150 years, that are all amazing photos and tips and ideas of how to do things. There's thousands upon thousands of photo books. So go and find a few of them that are from photographers that inspire you and take a look at them. Understand what you like, how they shoot learn from them essentially the great thing is that a lot of public libraries have books available online so you don't have to buy them you don't have to leave your house you can just go onto your public library source and then rent them from them for the couple of weeks that they'll let you however long the lending policy is and google books also has quite a few of them available as well and i don't just mean like ones that are going to teach you more about photography well those are important i also mean ones that just show great photos um, so go and look for collections of images from amazing photographers that you can just look through, read their stories about their images, see the images that they've taken that really inspire them. And hopefully that will inspire you when you get back out and start shooting again. 
I know we said it was 10 tips. I'm going to do an 11th because it just came to mind right here. And I think it's really important to tell you. So tip number 11, 10 plus one. Here's your bonus tip. If you have access to more than one camera, i.e. like your DSLR and your smartphone, use both of them. Use all of them. If you have three, four, five cameras because they will be good at different things and you can learn how to use all of your gear. And the same thing goes for lenses. Don't just shoot on the lens that you're comfortable on. If you have multiple lenses, use all of them. Even if you wouldn't think about using like your 70 to 200 in your house, figure out how you can use your 70 to 200 in your house to do composite photography, to do whatever. Shoot on both your DSLR and your smartphone. Just challenge yourself to reach out of what your normal comfort zone would be and create something new and entertaining. This is really all about moving outside your comfort zone. And this is really all about pushing your creative boundaries. That is your 11 ways to improve your photography from home. Most of these are really about pushing your creative boundaries, finding new and different and unique photos in a space that you know so very, very well. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today and for being here with me. I really appreciate all the support I've received so far. It's been awesome getting to share this information with everybody. If you have any questions, if you have any thoughts on this, drop me a line, DM me on Instagram, whatever you want. Uh, Let's see the images you're creating. Let's see some of those day in the life photo stories. Let's see some of those composites. Let's share them together as a community of creatives. You can use the hashtag taps community on Instagram and I'll be able to find the images that way. If you're interested in sharing with everybody else so you can find us online You can find us on Facebook at Travel and Adventure Photography School, and you can find us on Instagram at Travel Adventure Photo School. Drop us a line. Let us see what you are up to, and let's have a conversation about photography and art and creativity. That is it for today, folks. Thank you so much for being here with me. I really appreciate all the support so far. It's been such an awesome journey, and I'm looking forward to seeing where we're going in the future. Now, grab your camera create something cool in your house, stay healthy, and let's adventure.